Hugh Hefner, a true American icon, created an empire that was unrivaled. Although some of us bunnies may have gone rogue, it's because of the love and respect that we received from the man behind it all. Because after all, we did learn from the best. Relive the stories from the most prominent celebrity home in history. What happens in the grotto stays in the grotto. From those of us that lived it. The employees that worked it. And the guests who loved it. And the the mayhem continues. And the mayhem is definitely going to continue as we are here with our lovely friend, Ava Fabian. It's August 86, right? Yes, August 86. What a good year. God. So long ago now, right? Yeah. It'll be 40 years in two more years. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when this yeah, airs, we'll, we'll be in 24. So. You kept the gorgeous together, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> I didn't birth any children, so it's all about me. Oh. <laughs> what are you going to do? And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Just like that. Ava, for you, it's been, uh, I can imagine, just an insane timeline of stories of adventures i mean you've got to see the mansion in the 80s you got yeah. to see the mansion in the 90s you were there when when the boss was married to kimberly and the yeah, boys were the being wedding. born and then seeing the change wow yeah a lot a lot a lot i remember when i first came out here so what happened was i came out for a movie audition dino de Laurentiis. i was a waitress in new york city at the river cafe and I was waiting on him. He said, you'd be great for a movie I'm casting. I was with Elite Petite because I'm under 5'10". So he contacted them. They flew me out and put me up at the Hilton, which is now the Endives, on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, okay. Right across yeah. street from the Mondrian. And did the audition. And then I had to check out at 11 o'clock. And so I took my little bag and walked down to Sunset Plaza, past the Playboy building, not noticing it, and sat at a restaurant from 11 till the taxi was picking me up at 4. And Marilyn Grabowski sat with me. Marilyn Grabowski, who worked. The chief West Coast yep. editor of Playboy. And she just was, we just kept chatting and talking. Had no idea who she was. She was lovely and, and just, you know, very social and, and classy. And she said, you know, I'm the chief West Coast editor of Playboy. I'd love to shoot you. And I said, no, no, no. She goes, come back to the office. I said, no, no, no. I have a car picking me up. She says, don't worry. We'll get your car. Money was no problem then. So I walked in and I went, wow. And it was Marion Gravatt, the first one I saw. And I went, wow. She said, come in my office. She brought Arnie Freytag and Richard Faglian and said, let's shoot her. And I said, no, 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 you have to call my mom. You have to call my dad. Dad said yes. Mom said no. She said, you know what we'll do? We'll keep you for the weekend. We'll shoot you a cover. Wow. So we shot this cover. <laughs> <No big> deal. <laughs> cover of Playboy. Cover of Playboy. Came out in 87. They put me up in another hotel, and I'll never forget that... Um, they said, have anything you want. Menu's all yours. I could not eat enough stuff. I ate broccoli <laughs> and hollandaise. I drank coffee that morning and bacon and anything. I, I was like, anything? And I just ordered everything the night before. Like Most people starve themselves. I did the opposite. And um, I get on the set, and they put this million-dollar brooch on me. It was a denim piece, and I so I had a big, beautiful hat. And big shoulder pads coat. 
and uh, they put this million dollar uh, brooch on me and I had two bodyguards and so much Aquanet. <laughs> oh, no. I can smell the Aquanet right now. Because I can remember those days. I was sweating. And I'm like, I don't think, I, I've got to get up. And I jumped up and I'm ripping everything off of me. And the brooch is coming off. And they're like trying to catch it and lost it in the bathroom. Oh, oh my no. I, I, from all the hollandaise sauce, coffee, <laughs> bacon, broccoli, <laughs> uh, probably had chicken parm. I had just, did everything that I could eat and get down my throat. They had to stop, of course, clean me up, redo the makeup, redo everything. So it was a whole day shoot. And then they said, we want you back here. They already accepted me as a playmate. Didn't have to do any testing. That was my test. But you did two shoots as a playmate. Three different layouts. I was already accepted, but Hef said, no, she looks like Maria from West Side Story. And I have all the Polaroids. I've saved them all, and I put them in a book. That was wait, wait, wait! That was a negative. No, yeah, it was. Well, they shot they Polaroids. The no, lighting. no, no! I'm saying, be looking like Maria from West Side Story. Yes, was that negative. was a negative. Because that's for him. I thought she was hot. Well, Hef didn't wait, like. But I grew up watching that movie. Hef didn't like Hef. I have oh. a question. Though. He did. He I have a question. question. Yes. So you're sitting at this cafe waiting for your car to pick you up. This was just a random. Yes. She was just randomly Sunset sitting Sunset Plaza. There. Uh, yes. Anime. And it just completely changed your career. Completely. Right place. Right that's time. Amazing. Sitting. Because I had to get out at 11. The car wasn't coming right. till 4. So I sat at La Petite 4, which I'm not sure if that's La Petite 4 is still there. Yeah, but I don't it's know. Still right, next to, uh, La, uh, right next to Sushia. Yeah. And Marilyn came walking down because Playboy was right at the, the office. The office was there. And then she saw me. And we were sitting tandem. And she just chit-chatted with me. And chit-chatted. And I'm from New York. And, you know, da 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 da, da. And she said she had her glasses in her mouth. You know how she did that with her glasses? Oh, yeah. She'd like be... You'd be great as a Playboy centerfold. And I was like, oh, no. But the thing is, I did a photo shoot with a photographer in New York about a year before that for a wine tape. So it was to sell wine tapes and educate yourself on certain wines. And we shot in the cellar, and I didn't sign a release. Well, Playboy bought it and put it in their their magazine. Oh, that's cool. For an ad. And I happened to walk by and something said, and unbelievable, look at Playboy. And this is a year this or two before. This is before she was even in Playboy. Not even met Marilyn. No, nothing. And I opened it up and there it was. So I ended up suing Playboy. Oh, wow. I had to. Did you, ever, did you mention that to Marilyn when you saw her? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> right? No, I did not. And then I um and then I tried the auditions to be a Playboy bunny in New York City and the woman said, I'm sorry, you're not our type. And I said, Okay. And walked out. Isn't that amazing? And then and then you went on to become one of the most famous playmates of all time. Absolutely. I don't know about yeah. that. Oh, no. I hung in there a lot. So um it was a wonderful experience. So Playboy flew me uh, flew me back in two weeks, got me an apartment on Oakhurst. It was a studio with bunk beds. And I came out August 21st and August 22nd, they picked me up in a limo and we went straight to the studio and started shooting. Wow. And we shot from August till April of 86. Can you imagine they used to shoot like that? Like yeah. Now it's like, a, when I shot right. it, it was like right. two weeks. That was yeah. That's what you get. 
And they let me pick out, I'd, I'd look at clothes in Vogue, and I'd like, Marilyn, I love this dress. And she'd send Susie, Susie was the stylist, Ugh, who lived so with Heather Locklear, who was then getting married to Tommy Lee. And Susie would go and pick it up, and, and anything, and Marilyn loved me, and... I was Everybody a, loves you, Ava. Come well, on. Well, no, I don't. Please, there's people that don't, but I just played. I just yeah, but they loved Ava so much. People loved Ava so much that they did a club opened up, and I want to talk about the, the Ava's club, club and oh, yeah. all that. Right, went with and, that. The, and then we're going to hold on to that. We're going to hold that. That's true. Let's right. talk about the Ava Club because we're going to take a quick break. Yep. We will be right back. My gosh, this is so cool. We are here with Ava Fabian. Woo! In studio, well, here in the library here. Beautiful. <laughs> at, at, at the mansion in, in Beverly Hills. We are Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. Hi, it's Victoria Fuller, founder and lead artist of Rogue Bunnies, and more importantly, Miss January 1996. You should all know the story by now. Me and my hundred bunny sisters have gone rogue. What you need to do is visit roguebunnies.com. By purchasing your Rogue Bunnies NFTs, you can be part of our Discord community, which gets you early access to Rogue Bunnies series drops, special promotions, exciting IRL events, our famous poker nights, and so much more. All you have to do is visit roguebunnies.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-B-U-N-N-I-E-S.com. Let's explore the future together. Welcome to the metaverse. And we're back, and I wanted to uh, talk to Ava about her club, and and it was it wasn't just a club; it was called Ava's Number One, but it was famous, and every celebrity. I mean, when Ava, when I got to, when I met Ava originally, and she brought took me under her wing, and I came to Playboy, and Love. we started hanging out. Everywhere we went, celebrities, it didn't matter, everywhere, Ava, Ava, Ava. I'm like, how's, how's this bitch know everybody? <laughs> Literally, everybody. We couldn't go and, around. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, and I had learned that she, this was a bef little before my time, so Ava had the club Ava. So tell us about how that came about and how amazing that was. I had a boyfriend at the time, John Scotto, who uh, owned a bar called Bar One, which was very popular oh, in the late 80s. Bar Ava's. One. And it was bar one in Roxbury. So I would take all the playmates from my year or whatever year, and we'd go to bar one on Friday and Saturdays, and we would drink probably 10 to 12 bottles of Dom Perignon. I'd have my own table. We would be there till four in the morning partying. Everyone would come in. Well, John got himself in trouble. He went to jail for extortion. And he served his time. When he got out, he was told he could not own or operate a nightclub. And it did not stop him because Ava's uh, used to be Tramps of London. And so he decided he was going to open up a club and name it after me. Wow. And so the FBI, Organized Crime, and LAPD were on our tails because they wanted to put him back in jail. His family is uh, um, the Anastasia family. Albert Anastasia was his grandfather. And if you know Mafia. about Albert. So we open up this club. He's not on anything. I'm, my name is on most of the things. But we had a big board of directors, which was Quincy Jones, uh, wow. Steve Tisch. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, the guy who wrote the children's book that lives in Hawaii. Oh, Shel Silverstein. Oh, Shel Silverstein. Shel Silverstein. And we would do sit-down dinners to taste the food with everybody. And it was 32,000 square feet. So we wow. had a supper club. It was the it's now the Macy's Men's Store in Beverly Hills. Thirty two thousand right? square feet. Yeah, it's the Macy's right. Men's in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. And um 
we decorated it. So I had this uh, the booths, and I had put a curtain around each booth, and they were all made especially for us. And I put phones in, so you can call booth to booth and open up the curtain. So and say, come fun. on over if you want. And they <laughs> shut the curtain, and that then you'd smoke in there and party. Um, and the Johnny Crawford genius. would perform there on Tuesday nights. All his whole big band of eighteen, because it was a separate club, and then. I had a real disco. It was a real disco with go-go dancers and black strobe lights because Stringfellows had closed and we bought all their strobe. And then I had a pool room in the back. So it was a little bit of for everybody. Yeah, you had a lot of stuff going on. So there. everybody would come. I mean, and it sounds freaking amazing. Yeah, but talk about, talk I, like, about I want to go there so bad. Can we time travel? Because uh, that's where I would want to no, go. You got to talk about the guest list. Because I know one of the guests in particular, when he would come in, you'd be like, oh, because Prince. Oh, Prince. <laughs> what? Oh, Prince Tell that call. story. Prince would yes. call. His people would call around two in the morning when I, you know, I'm high. I've been drinking. I was the hostess of the mostest. I loved it. I would sit and anybody could have anything. I would say, how's your food? And they'd be like, great. Come sit, have a drink. Okay, no problem. And that was my job, was just to go around, check in on everybody and have fun. And then I'd get a call. It was Prince. He wanted to come in after it closed and keep the bar open and keep the disco open. And he would come in either with a guest or no guest. And I would have to sit with him and he'd have a little lollipop. He always had a lollipop. Lollipop. Always had a lollipop. Always. Always a little blow pop or whatever. And he was really coy and little, and he did the eyes, and he would come in. <laughs> if you could see, if, uh, uh, for our listeners, if you could see Ava and Victoria right now doing the little, like, uh, mannerisms of, of the licking of the lollipop and the yeah. moving of the shoulders. Uh, the they're vodka emanating, and cranberry. Yeah, they're emulating the prince right now. It's really funny. Go on. Yeah, he would drink vodka and cranberry. And then I would just sit with him, and we would talk. And you know, did he talk? Yeah, he would talk. And then he then he would call me to take me out for the day to go downtown because he was opening up a club. He'd say, "Can you keep a secret?" And I'd say, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, I'm opening up a club. I need you to come with me." So his people would pick me up. We would go downtown and look at his club, and we remained friends up until he died. Like, if I saw him at a concert, I did see him at MGM, and he brought me backstage and. The nicest, nicest, nicest guy. But, you know, I'd have to sit, to, sit there till 8 in the morning with him. Oh, high-class yeah. problems having to sit with Prince for hours. I would oh. do it. I still do that now. <laughs> I took it for granted. I didn't take it for granted, but I did. I, well, just, I just seemed to be an You were so day. exposed. You had Joe Pesci coming in. You oh, had Robert time. De Niro. You All had, the time. Tell us more of the people that would come. Oh, my God. Um, well, it seemed like a very private place for them to go. If they could sit at a table and Sean draw curtains Penn and just talk. No, it wasn't phone. private. It was just the place to be. Was, but we yeah. had big security, so nobody could be bothered. Entertainment Tonight did a piece on it and interviewed me. And when I hear it with my voice, it's like, and it's a good place to go, and nobody bothers you, and we have pretty waitresses. <laughs> you were in Vogue too, right? No, the Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair came oh, and shot me wow. yep. all day in the club and did put me in the vanities issue. And the last shot, and it was the very last, we were in the kitchen, and they dressed me in a beautiful Terry Mugler suit, and they did my hair really nice. She sold a cheese grater. And I they I said, okay, let's what? shoot here. Let's okay. shoot this one. And I grabbed this, and it was a cheese grater. And I just stood like this with my eyes, and that's the one they picked. Yeah. It's a great job. 
It's a great, it was great. And that helped. And then the entertainment tonight. So people came from all over <laughs> wanting to see a playmate. And Hef would come. He, he would in come in and no one ever saw him. And he supported it. And everybody had a piece in it. And everybody helped it. So it was really, it was a village of everybody. Eddie Murphy, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, all of them. They, 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 uh, Dan Aykroyd. Wow. I know. And then I had a You can't have a place like that anymore, though. No. no. It was not, like the House of Blues before well, no, there was the House of Blues. Well, no, ever since the invention of the cell phone. Yeah, Cell phone right. killed it all. Yeah. You know, I want to keep going, but we're going to have to take a quick break. I already know this is going into a two-part show. This okay. has to. Be. It has to. It has you are to listening to Rogue Bunny's Man. Hey, listeners. Victoria Fuller here, entrepreneur, artist, and, of course, forever Miss January 1996. If you're like me and many others, I'm missing the fun-filled days of a magical world built by a true innovator. I think you know who I'm talking about. Well, you're in for a treat because my bunny sisters and I have joined forces, or should I say, have gone rogue, to revamp the heydays while exploring the future. Yes, I'm talking about the metaverse. So come join me and our sorority of the sexiest ladies on the planet. I promise you won't be disappointed. To join the party, find us at roguebunnies.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-B-U-N-N-I-E-S.com. Connecting collectors to the most beautiful women on the blockchain. Welcome to the metaverse! You know, it's so true. The weirdest talking on break, uh, Ava, your attention to memory of all the detail. Are, you, you ever think about writing a book? Someday. This is this Somebody's is going to have to write it with This me, is though. amazing. Yeah, well, she'll have to be in on our book. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so go, go on. Go, you were talking about the club. I mean, Victoria was just naming off all these amazing stars. And, and I was just saying that you can't have that today because even at the mansion, you notice that the celebrities stopped coming up to the mansion once yeah. the invention of the cell phone came out because everyone had a camera. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to send security around. The butlers would go around trying to grab people's oh, phones oh, and stuff. I you could only do that so that. much, you know? And then eventually you're like, there's nothing we can do. It's the new world. I brought up to the mansion a sportscaster for NBC or CBS. Not He wasn't my date, but we went as a whole group. And he brought up a camera. And security pulled his camera. It was a Kodak, you know, throwaway camera. So the next day, it was a Sunday, so we all went up and security came up and said, because he had to put his name on it, he said, Ava, this is your friend's camera. You can give it back to him. And I went, yeah, I'll give it back to him. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I went in the kitchen and I made everyone drop their drawers and I took pictures of their asses. And everything I had, and then you get boobs, everything. There were balls flying, <laughs> penises on there, oh titties. Everyone complied. Everyone's, I said, drop your pants. I want to take a picture. They're like, okay, like that. So I give it back to him. And when you're saying everyone, you're even talking about the staff. Like the, I'm talking the about butlers, the staff. No, the butlers, the chef butlers. staff. No, it was okay. only butlers. Oh, okay. I didn't right. any of the, you think I want <laughs> Keith's balls on there? And, uh, no. So I gave it back to him, and he went to develop it, not knowing. <laughs> I love this. Imagine picking that up, because you know someone in the store was the one developing it. That's the it. thing, because he is a high profile. He's on TV at night doing all the sports. Well, I would imagine he would have probably a specific place where he would take he his just film. He just went to CVS. So there oh, you secure it. Yeah, he Because even to... the boss, you know, he would take a, a lot of pictures with his little yeah. throwaways. But we had a set deal with, like, 
a certain place where we right. would take it, course, and they knew they couldn't make copies. It was all signed and everything, and then our guys would go to pick it up, drop it off, and everything was safe. But you're saying just a regular yeah, because he did. He was just a normal guy. I mean, he takes pictures and uh, games and things and just drops it off. He didn't. All right, all right. Half I understand, but so what did he say? Did he ever? He called me up screaming. How could you do this? Crazy. Those people think I'm a pervert. What the? And it screaming at me, and all I could do is like laugh. I just thought because I knew I was going to get it, but I I didn't care. I never saw him again. But I yeah, he frosted his shorts. He sure did. So how long did the club keep going? The club went for right. about five years, uh, four or five years. That's then good. That's John, a good John went to jail again for bribing a state official. And then he was kicked out of California. When he got out, he had to go to New York, and he wasn't allowed back here for 10 years. And then it just wow. rolled over to another person who allowed me to come and do a birthday party there and treated me like, you know, everything. And then finally it went into a Macy's. But, you know... Another club had opened in the middle of my club, which was very popular because it was fun and it was big and it was on one floor and you could see where you're going. Yeah, it's on one floor. Yeah. The gate had opened up on La Cienica and that was the new hot place and they had fireplaces. So, of course, me, I'm mischievous. I brought a couple of my girlfriends. We had cowboy boots on and I got those smoke bombs. <laughs> What do you mean? You know those little smoke yeah, bombs? Yeah, yeah. So they're glass. So when you smash those, the smell is so strong. It smells like rotten eggs. It's so bad. Like one will close down the whole place. So we're dancing. These guys want to dance with us. We're like, no, I want to dance with her. And dancing and dancing. And I drop it and I smash it with my heel. <laughs> smash it. And you couldn't do it. Smash it. And then you got to run because that fume comes all the way up your leg and you have to run. So I'd run to the fireplace and like do all this. Before you know it, the fire department's there. They closed it down and everybody had to leave. And they all came to Ava. So I did <laughs> You got to do what you got to do, Ava. <laughs> got to do it, right? And actually, the owner's an old friend of mine. And I ended up telling him, he goes, you did that, you little rascal. And I was like, yeah, I did. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Can we talk Can we talk about the re-emergence of the bunny suit in, like, mainstream oh. and, and you guys traveling the world together in the bunny suits? Yeah. yeah. So uh, everybody knows that, uh, or not everybody knows, but when all the Playboy clubs closed and the bunnies that were the waitresses... In the '80s, all all every, all of them closed, and the bunny costume was no longer. It didn't. There wasn't a. There nobody was. He Playboy wasn't using it for anything. And when I came onto the scene in '96, I think it was like 1997 or '98. I want to say, and Hefs thought I want to bring the bunny costume back because it's for not only iconic, but it's the only non-government uniform patented by the U.S. government. So it's a pretty big deal. That's huge, yeah. It's a pretty That's big a huge deal. deal. And it's super iconic for Playboy, and so he was really smart to bring it back. And he chose two girls, and it was Ava and I. And we were best oh. of friends. We were such good friends. And um, we were, t her and I were getting all the jobs. I mean, we everything. were. Everything. Pat Lacey booked us on We were booked everything. solid. I was booked nonstop. And then, and then eventually, like, after a couple years, uh, I think it was like, Three or four years. They brought in they two brought more a, girls. They brought in a couple more, more and a couple more. And then it became when you're 
a centerfold. You kind of got a, a costume. Kind you of had to like really be a good center. Like you had to really be good to be given that opportunity to be fitted for a costume. Though they didn't. Well, give I knew it why to he chose everybody. Ava, well, but he, I wasn't sure why he chose yeah. me because, because we're a good like couple. not every. That's why it's like it's so crazy when people are like, "Oh, I was a bunny," because you had to be a centerfold at that point to be considered to be a bunny and not every centerfold got the opportunity yeah, to get a suit. True. You really had to like prove that you were Pat Lacey. She was so nice. Pat Lacey, like, the bunny like, mom. She was so nice in the very beginning. And then she realized <laughs> that all these girls had tricks up their sleeves. Since you canceled the job, you were in big, after five, four years, she didn't get very nice when you weren't doing your job. But back then she was like, Oh, it's okay. And I'd be like, I got it under control. I know what we're doing. So don't worry. Yeah, but Heffin sent me to Europe for five months. And I lived in uh, London, Amsterdam, oh, wow. Munich, Stockholm, and ended up in the island of Rhodes and opened up the casino for them. Do you remember when he opened up the oh, casino? Oh, that's cool. And I made it on the cover of the London Times and it said the bunny is back because it was such a long time since he had that big feud with uh, London. Yes, London. Yes. And so I made it on the cover, and I remember coming back after like four or five months. When I walked in to just Sunday night dinner, he stood up, and I got a hand, all, everybody clapping, and I wasn't quite sure, and he showed me the cover of the newspaper. He was so happy that that made it. Wow. And I was That's so, fun. yeah. Ava, yeah, you, you have literally lived it all. I mean, oh, she definitely with the, has. And, and, and there's so much more we can tell. That's why I know this was going to be a two-parter. Yes. So we're going to have to cut here. Okay. All right. And then we're going to jump right into a second part. For those listening, you're going to have to wait a week. You are listening to Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. And the, the, the Mayhem, mayhem continues. continues. Hey, Mayhem Familia, don't forget to click, like, and subscribe. And tell all your friends. Also, visit us at rbmayhemshow.com. That's R-B-M-A-Y-H-E-M show.com. And I want to give a special thanks to Dapper Labs, Flow, Gig Labs, and also Flow Score. And the Mayhem Continues! <laughs>